All right. Y'all want to jump on in since it's late? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to the Paranormal Minds Podcast. I'm Shane. I'll be your host this evening, and joined by my two co-hosts, Tommy. Hello. And Josh. Hi. How, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain. Nice. Mold and broken. Why are you always bitching? All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I started today to be friendly. I'm not going to. I'm just going to jump to the story. I don't. I don't, I don't care how you are anymore, Tommy. Good friends would. Good friends would. Have I ever said I was a good friend? No, you're my best friend. <laughs> he doesn't have to be a good one. <laughs> He's just stuck in the relationship forever, anyways. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope. I hope tonight is a treat for everybody. I don't think we've talked about this style of cryptid before, at least not for a whole episode. But I want to talk about the werewolf of Alzariz, also known as the story of Manuel Blanco Romasanta. Here we go, another episode of nobody being able to pronounce names. I can pronounce all (laughs) of it, okay? (laughs) It's me. I can't pronounce any of it. All right. We'll just, just stay quiet. 10-4. <laughs> All right, so the werewolf of Alariz. All right, so Manuel uh, Blanco Romasanta was born November in 1809 outside of Orense, Spain. His story immediately starts off a bit odd. It is said that Manuel was born so deformed that he was barely recognizable as human. So much so that the doctors could not even confidently identify the gender of the child. So, Manuel was actually originally Manuela and assigned as female. This is on his birth certificate, and Manuela was raised as a female in all the societal norms, if you will, wearing dresses. And, you know, of course, in the 1800s, there were certain expectations of girls and boys that were different. This went on for six years. So until Manuel was six years old, was raised as a female, and then a doctor finally realized that he was male. Can you imagine? Anyway, we can circle back. (laughs) So Manuel's family shifted gears completely. They changed all the norms, uh, such as his name, the way he dressed, etc., etc., etc. So Manuel was born into a decently wealthy family, which mostly ignored him. You know how it was, 1800s, rich family, like, fuck them kids. And just let them run around, do their own thing. But because they were wealthy, they did get him a really decent education, especially for the time. Uh, He was one of the few people in his area that could read and write. That's an important note. Remember that. So, So from here, Manuel lived his life. He learned how to tailor and made that his profession. And he fell in love with a young woman named Francesca Vasquez. Now, Francesca uh, unfortunately passed away not long after they were married, which seemed to spark something in Manuel. He quit his job, and from then 
Ford, he would only be seen coming in and out of the forest of uh, Galicia. Uh, that's a region of Spain. And when he was seen, he would be selling random pieces of clothing and soaps. Another important piece to remember for later. <laughs> so after uh, appearing in random towns, peddling his wares, he would then venture back into the woods, usually accompanied by women and children, uh, because he offered to guide them through the woods to the next town. So he found people new to the area, like, oh, you want to go to the next town? I'll guide you through the woods. No, no matter where Emmanuel appeared, you could count on two things. He would sell his soap, and people would disappear. But these people would always write home, letting know their families, letting their families know they were okay. So maybe it's not him, right? Because there's letters. So this went on from the years of 1844 to 1852. The start of his undoing, of Manuel's undoing, was that people started to realize that the items he would sell actually belonged to the missing people. So, pretty, pretty dumb. Like, hey, let me make some money, sell these dresses. Oh, you recognize it? <laughs> so then people started comparing the letters they were receiving, and guess what? They had all been written by the same person, and it was figured out that Manuel had been using his writing skills to send the letters himself to cover his tracks. The final piece that fell into place was after the soap he sold was tested. Have you guys seen Fight Club? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, he, he was doing a Fight Club. The soap was made from human fat from the victims, from the missing nice. people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so from here, uh, history knows Manuel Blanco Roman Santa as Spain's first serial killer. Word started to spread, and he was known as the tallow man or the fat extractor on account of the soap. <laughs> In the search for him, 13 to 17 bodies were found, and then all the bodies were pretty jacked up. Right. In 1852, Manuel was caught in Toledo, a province of Spain, and brought to trial in Alariz. Therefore, you know, werewolf of Alariz, that's where that comes from. Mr. Romasata admitted to everything, the soap, the luring people into the woods, and the murders. However... He said he could not help it as he had been cursed by a witch and on every full moon he would turn into a werewolf. He gave full details through his trial, including descriptions on how he would turn and many stories of you know, his travels as a werewolf. He even said at some point he was traveling with two other werewolves from Valencia uh, named Antonio and Don Gennaro. Manuel now became known as the werewolf of Valeriz. Uh, the court did sentence him to death, but only for nine of the murders. Can you guess why only for nine? Why? So they, they studied the bodies and found evidence, forensic evidence, that a wolf actually killed the rest of them. Oh. Mm. It's getting interesting. Odd. Right? Mm. <laughs> So all of this is documented down to the original birth certificate, uh, which is why I find the next piece really odd. Uh, so this is all historical fact, everything I've said to this point. Records only exist for the next year of Manuel's life after the trial. The trial lasted about a year, so everything stops in 1854 when Queen Isabel II issued a ruling which paused his execution and transferred him to a prison in Selanova. Uh, from from the prison he had been held in for the last year. 
So there's many different stories and theories on what happened, ranging from him being studied by certain scientists and things because of his condition, uh, all the way up to him escaping during the transfer and going back into the woods. So that's that's the story. What what do you guys think? First things first. I have to hope that in the 1850s that there was somebody there that had the same dark humor that we do. <laughs> because my first thought was, well, damn, now where am I going to get my soap from? <laughs> you know somebody said that. <laughs> They were like, oh, man, they arrested him. He had, you know, killing people. It's like, oh, crap. He made really good soap. Which, if if I mentioned Fight Club, if Fight Club's true, it's really good soap. I mean, <laughs> I, so, yeah, there had to have been somebody. Yeah. And he was yeah. probably selling it cheap, too. Yeah, probably yeah. was. I mean, I mean, supply and demand, right? Or, you know. <laughs> I love that even as a werewolf, he still didn't want to eat the fat. You know, he's like cutting the fat off of him. Like, Mm-mm, too chewy. I just want the yeah. tender bits. <laughs> you got to make money. Okay. Yeah. And he realized, I don't like fat as a human. Why, you know, I can sell it. Oh, yeah. And then also knew smart enough to take off their clothes before murdering them so he could sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants bloodstained clothes. All right. Yeah. That also or- kind of baffles me. Like, man, like how he was good. I do though I mean for real though how how did he pull that off do you think so let let's assume he is a werewolf right did he drug them first and strip them down and cut them up had to had to have because they would have put up a fight the clothes would have been damaged you know and maybe he gonked them over the head real quick and just pushed them over where they fell in the dirt (laughs) I don't know you know yeah. Or, you know, if he's strong enough because he is a werewolf, you know, super strength and all that, maybe snap of the neck or something. Oh, you yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. And then just carefully take the clothes off. I yeah. don't know. That's the part of this seems so weird. Yeah, that's and pretty weird. Even for a murderer, and he chopped up the bodies, you know, they were found. That's still, that's some care, man. <laughs> like, really good soap, man. Really good soap. <laughs> he just washed the clothes. We don't know. Maybe human fat removes human blood from clothes. Makes sense. Hey, that does does make sense. Mm. It's like display. Uh, you know, when you use uh, like a petroleum based stuff cleaning solvent on glue, it comes right off. You know, oh, right. mm-hmm. uh, same concept. Maybe who knows? Uh, you know. <laughs> Back to the beginning of his life, that he was born that deformed. Uh, that made me think, because he said he was cursed by a witch. But on all accounts, you know, he had a really weird beginning of his life. I wonder if he had been cursed already. Like, maybe his family had done something. Cursed before birth type deal? Mm-hmm. Possibility, yeah. That was a big thing, you know. Curse your whole family, you know. All right. And being a, you know, a wealthy family, they always have enemies, right? Mm. Yep. Especially in those times. <laughs> I know there's a lot of theories on um, that it was just trauma, just a touch into the real life stuff that because of the defects and being raised as the wrong wrong gender and and then his wife dying, it just 
snapped something in his brain that he was just a crazy person who who did, went and did this. Did you say how his wife died? Was it? Uh, I believe it was, I mean, something natural-ish. Like, she oh, okay. wasn't murdered or anything, but I think it was maybe a virus had got her. Mm. Okay, so it wasn't like he killed her or something by accident. No. And then, because he wolfed out, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just to go back what I was thinking, if he was born a werewolf, I guess it would have happened before his wife died, right? I would assume, Damn. yeah. Because he was, what, 30? From 1809 to... 1944, what is that? Yeah, roughly that. Right at 30, almost 40 years. So, so yeah, couldn't have been born with it, right? Mm. I find it odd that the doctor had no idea for six years. Like, what? Were they going to the right doctor, though? <laughs> Some kook that was outside the house <laughs> when they... <laughs> That's how you get rich. You, you, you pinch those pennies, man. Yeah. I found him. He said he's a doctor. I don't know what it is. <laughs> be real easy to be like, I've seen this before in studies. <laughs> well, actually, what medical school only started in 1802. Oh, yeah. oh see? So there's a bunch of so, dumb idiots running around. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Don't worry. <laughs> That's kind of wild to think. So I know there were doctors before then. A lot of surgeries and stuff was done by barbers. In fact, that was even up to the Civil War and all that. I think medical practicing was still in its infancy. Oh, man. So I was born in the wrong time. I could have been a doctor in 1800. Me too. I would have just amputated everything. Oh, you got a headache? <laughs> Amputation. <laughs> That's, that's kind of about how it went, too. It's sad, yeah. you know? Like, you get, like, a certain, like... Of course, nowadays, you get shot in the arm or the leg, you know. They can pretty much patch it up and do the reconstructive surgery, whatever. Back then, you got shot in the arm or leg. It's like, well, we're going to have to take it. So, it's so weird to me, though. It's like, you, you shot through the flesh, and, like, you can cut the whole fucking arm off. And sew it shut, and it's just fine. But you can't sew up the penetrating wound? Like, I don't... But I, I get it. You know, back then, lead ammo just kind of went in and didn't come out. But, yeah, uh, well, you know. There, there's also stories, like, in medieval time, not to turn this whole episode into about doctors, but, like... Um, <laughs> he was a and, surgeon, man. That's how he got no <laughs> blood on anything. You know, and, and not to use it as a reference of proof, but it kind of is. Um, we're... In the Kingdom of Heaven movie, uh, Liam Neeson gets, spoiler alert for people, he gets shot by an arrow in the side, breaks the arrow, they get it out, and the dude treating him's like, either you'll be fine or you'll take, you'll form into a cyst and you'll be fine, or you'll develop a fever and die, you know? Nice. And so it's kind of like, oh, you got a fever, you're going to die, where now we can kind of semi-treat a fever in a way, you know? With fever reducers and stuff like that, so. It's not far-fetched that a doctor in 1809 couldn't tell a gender because they, it wasn't their day job, essentially. (laughs) They were probably drunk and high on cocaine, man. It was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, moving on from his birth and his gender. uh, (laughs) 
So how not yeah? Speaking of deformities, <laughs> like how how deformed was he? Like his facial features deformed? Was his no, not not facial. It said that with maturity, you wouldn't be able to tell anything was ever wrong with him. Oh okay. So that's I was curious how I got a woman. So yeah, all all jokes aside, it was probably just maybe he was born premature, and you know it was mm-hmm. just. They back in the day said deformed, and it was really just normal, natural stuff, and probably uh, somebody half-assing their job. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. in adulthood, <laughs> very normal, friendly-looking person. Right. I don't mean obviously because you're not going to follow a monster into the woods. No, right. You know, some hunchback thing with one big eye, one tiny eye, and gargles as friends. Being yeah. like, come on. All right. That's the one I would follow. Like we're, we're gonna have some fun. <laughs> but okay so since you brought that up so him he would only randomly appear like i said to further prove his case that he was a werewolf there was a lunar calendar found on him when they brought him in and apparently that's what he used and would only re-emerge when he knew he had to Uh, so it sounds like he was smart enough to map out so he wouldn't get in his rage and wander into a town and kill more people than he needed to. Mm. Uh, so he was smart about it, but if it was all made up and he was crazy, I don't, do you think he would still go that far to carry a lunar calendar around and actually plan his town visits based around that? Well, let's, let's dive into the world of skepticism. Shall we? Into the world of skepticism. Mystical noises. But, um... I mean, if he's insane and actually believes that he's a werewolf and maybe he kills these people out of a need... Because some serial killers have said it's like an urge. You know, you got to kill again. And then once you kill, it's kind of like release, you know, like... oh. I'm I'm good, you know, and that's why you can see like with Jack the Ripper, uh, Ted Bundy, people like that. It's not a constant like they got to kill every day. It's they kill. They have this like downtime or this relief where the dopamines and serotonin, whatever it is that makes them feel good, lasts for X amount of time and then they have to kill again. So if he was insane in a way, believed himself to be a werewolf and thought maybe his killing urges was him turning into a wolf. Might be why he used the lunar calendar. And then eventually it just wound up being, you know, within the same time span, I guess you could say. Because of his mental state. Yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody's... I wonder if he thoughts, hey, brain, could you wake up and be on the same plane as I am? That would be I'm gonna great. I'm going to get the cane from like Back to the Future too, and just start hitting you with it. Right. Fucking just beat me, daddy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder, like, who's to say he wasn't a very smart man? He He was taught to read and write, so he was definitely smarter than probably, I'm going to say, 90% of the people that's around him, at least in that aspect. Um, so what you're saying, if he is a a crazy, then 
I feel like he'd be smart enough to be like, okay, well, something's not right here. Yeah, your werewolf idea. And he's like, I need something to help me keep up with this so I don't go on a killing spree. Or he's a werewolf. I'm inclined to believe the werewolf. Right. Especially, so, the wolf evidence. So, uh, what was it? 13 to 17 people. So, he was he was acquitted of, if we go with the lower number, uh, at least four murders. Yeah. So, they're saying in his string of murders, it just so happened that four of those missing people were killed by wolves, which is... If it roughly what thirty percent, yeah. That, well, that seems unlikely, right? Yeah, it could be that he's realized that he is a werewolf. He wants to control it. It took him that four to what was it? Yeah, four to however many tries. Let's just say four uh, to get it right. They were sloppy, you know. And then all of a sudden it got to where he was better at it, cleaner, was able to save the clothes and sell the clothes. and hmm. Yeah, and that's that's legit, because who's to say there wasn't many, many more? Uh, this this went on for, what, about 10 years that he was running yeah. around? Uh, eight, yeah. eight years. So eight years and only 13 people ending up dead, That's that's unlikely. And, and and that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Like, how did they find the bodies? You know, eight years. You're talking about decom. You know, decomp like crazy. Even if they were buried or whatever. You know. Yeah, they're in the middle of the woods. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's the difference. Then maybe the four that had the wolf evidence were the more recent ones. So, like what you said, but flop, Josh. So the other ones yeah. were just like skeletal remains. Yeah. And so any hair and evidence would have been gone. Yeah. Hmm. That's, yeah, or maybe he was just tired of it. You know, he's like, he, or he's, yeah, comfortable with it now so he can be sloppy. Yeah. He's like, they're never going to, they're never going to catch me. Yeah. I've gotten <laughs> away with it for eight years. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to change up your handwriting, stupid. <laughs> that, yeah. That is like, come on. He wasn't. He wasn't too smart if he didn't change. His <laughs> but in, yeah. a, in, a, in a sense, if he is like, I guess the equivalence of a super genius with a narcissistic style personality, he probably looks down on the people of the town as idiots completely all the way around and would never figure yeah. out. Because if nobody else can really just read and write, why is he writing letters to begin with? Maybe. Yeah, I see it. I can see that. Yeah. Right. Questionable. Wait a second. Yeah, who was reading these letters? <laughs> Not everybody was completely illiterate. That, that is true. Not everybody was completely illiterate. Um, in fact, illiterate. What? I can't. What was I that can't even say, I can't, What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. A little, 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 little. <laughs> Slowly turn this into a musical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that was a pro- profession, actually. Like, you get a letter, and you bring it to the town reader, and you're like, hey, read this letter for me. Yeah, one shilling. <laughs> I mean, I think most of the time it was, uh, you would take it to a priest. Now, like, back in medieval times and stuff like that, not a lot of people knew how to read or write. And that was a huge deal. You know, that's like with the Magna Carta and stuff, it was more about the nobles, not the people of England. 
So, because they didn't know how to rewrite. Now, I think if I'm not mistaken, around the end of the 17th, um, the 18th century into the 19th century, you had more schools popping up, uh, especially in America, um, and more educational foundations. So I think people could do basic reading and writing at that point. So, so at the beginning of your history lesson, you said they would bring letters to priests to read? Probably, because a lot of priests could read and write. That's 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 funny to me. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, how many priests were like, oh, yep, old Johnny says the devil got him for all his sins, so you better do some repenting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, uh, they knew somebody who could read, and they would have people read to them. I mean, it's the same sense, like... Um, Essentially, and I hate to bring it up, like with slavery, you know, uh, slaves weren't allowed to read and write, but they would find one within the community that could, and they would read all the letters or whatever, you know, read the Bible and things like that. Find the one. And then they send Morpheus. (laughs) Oh, that was kind (laughs) of... We got to edit that part out. Scratch that. (laughs) (laughs) This is all through time, not just not just then. <laughs> just for uh, a little plug on our Patreon here, I'm going to share a picture of Manuel. Uh, so if you want to see the video, sign up on our Patreon and you get the video version of the podcast. But um, Josh and Tommy, this is... Uh, we questioned, you know, what he looked like earlier. So, see, pretty pretty standard, normal dude. Although I got a question that hairline in that one picture right above the uh, the little colored in penciled picture, what's up with that hairline? Well, this is yeah, you. Like... It's just you can't. <laughs> it it does kind of look it's like not... Tommy too. Why it does? Why it does. It's weird. If you every just... historic man look like you, that does not look like me. <laughs> if join you the Patreon grew... and you can see my face. And you can see this person's face, and then you can tell them that it does not look like me. Do that. Do the face. <laughs> do the word. Do the. Do this guy's face. I can't. He's just not smiling. He's just. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That makes like exact representation. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy slowly has plastic surgery through the years, so like. <laughs> But on the hairline, so hairlines recede. <laughs> it's a thing. I know that, but I was saying it had like three different freaking willow peaks in there. <laughs> He's a multi-generational werewolf. <laughs> I wonder if, if so you have that receding hairline and you turn to a werewolf, is it still there? Like you grow hair? Oh, no. <laughs> A balding werewolf. I'd have to laugh at him. I'm trying to be scary, guys. Stop you looking ins- at it. Yeah, you hat. just insult him. <laughs> it scares him away. Very self-conscious. Okay, I'm using Rogaine. <laughs> She's That's- in Christina's fat from her legs. <laughs> That's why he started harvesting. He's like, I, f- I hear this is good to uh, activate the hair follicles. 
Starts yeah. rubbing fat on his head. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. You really want to lather up at least once a week. <laughs> lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Let it set for three minutes, guys. Okay. <laughs> Who were the two people you were talking about at the end of your story there? They went and what did they do? Two they people. did something. Yeah. You named two people at the end of the story. Oh, uh, the the other werewolves he would travel with? Yeah. I think those Okay, is the, that what it was? Yeah, those were the only other names I mentioned, except for Queen Isabella. Yeah, it wasn't that, yeah. But yeah, okay. An- Antonio and Don Gennaro. So they weren't... He wasn't alone. Yeah, that they weren't with him the whole time, so it was just a point in time they traveled with him. And uh, he didn't even realize they were werewolves at first because they were in wolf form. Oh. And so he was traveling with them, and then he realized since they, I guess they had been around longer than he had, and then when he would transform, then it was like, oh, yeah, hey, we're all people. Uh, Isn't that a thing? Well, I guess if they went back to being people, I guess not. Well, maybe I'm just misunderstanding the legends of it but i thought if like the more you transformed or you would do something like gave into that form of being a wolf you'd get stuck being that way yeah there's a lot of different theories on it then maybe that they were almost there because they would stay werewolf form longer than he would but he would also when he would transform on the full moon it would take you know like four days to turn back so i know a lot of modern renditions are like oh it's only the night of the full moon Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just at the beginning, and it takes longer and longer and longer until finally you're just stuck in wolf form. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I mean that that's that kind of makes sense, you know. Uh, and here's the thing: Do you think they killed the uh, other four victims? Them? Might have. Might and that's how he sloppy. got caught. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. What's harder to believe, that he was a werewolf or that he traveled with two wolves that killed with him? I mean, in all honesty, I would believe that he traveled. He, I would assume he trained the wolves to attack, kind of like the Hounds of Baskerville, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from Sherlock Holmes. In the story, spoiler again for people. Um, <laughs> for Sherlock <they're>, Holmes? <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we're past that time threshold. No, just, you never know. Like they would starve the hounds, and they were like like Irish wolfhounds. I think they were actually like Scottish uh, wolfhounds, maybe. But they would starve them and make them rabid to where they'd sick them. Kind of like what, what was that Game of Thrones where he like chopped dude's penis off and fed to his dogs? Yeah, it was, it was weird. I've never watched that show. It's actually, I, I resisted it for years. I'm like, I'm not jumping on this bandwagon. And then gave it a chance. I'm like, okay, now nah, this shit's pretty good. <laughs> it ended a little sloppily, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say something that's going to divide the internet. I personally enjoyed the ending of game of Thrones. I think we're past <laughs> the spoiler level here too, but come on. <laughs> Fucking ten years of build up for a, a little girl and a butter knife to end it all, like 
Well, now, now, don't get me wrong. The girl with with no name was badass, but that was too easy to take out the Ice King. Ice King's from Adventure Time. Whatever this, <laughs> the Night King, the Night King. This picture. I mean, it it in a way it made sense, you know. But again, they're also going off the fact that he hadn't written or really kind of told them how it was going to end. They just winged like the last two seasons of it. So well, you you could tell it, it got sloppy. I still liked it. I'm not going to rank it zero out of ten, but it it only gets like a six point eight out of ten for the ending. I mean, yeah, I can give it that. I can give it that. So, I do. I, do, I can't remember her real name, but the girl with no name well, was it Arya. Arya Stark. Yeah. No, she was Arya. a badass. That was probably my favorite character, but I don't think she she should have killed. I'm just sticking with the Ice King now because I can't get the image out of my head of him being like <laughs> with his ice powers. <laughs> Bubble gum. <laughs> He said Ice King, and I instantly lost it. I was like, that's from Adventure Time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, which have you guys seen Fiona and Cake? Mm -mm. So it's on Max, I think. So it's a continuation of Adventure Time. Same voices, same characters, everything. And it follows the story of the Ice King after he returned back normal and some uh, characters getting pulled out of his head by, you know, Prismo, the guy who can alter existence it's it's pretty wild and it's made more for adults like there's there's always the hidden adult humor in these cartoons but right they don't even hide it in this <laughs> i might have to look that one up yeah it was just a quick run it was just like a one season thing but it was it was pretty great yeah i'm excited about the metalocalypse thing oh right dude i hope it's good it has to be I've been complaining for 10 years. I'm like, I got their logo tattooed on me to not <laughs> to not get a resolution, to not get an ending, and it's finally here. Right. I saw a video the other day of a guy, uh, a metalhead, reacting to it. It was some young guy. I don't guess he's ever fucking seen Metalocalypse, but like the birds were flying into the helicopter blades, <laughs> and he's like, what the f***? Oh, what the f-? I'm like, you're a metalhead, and you're acting like that like i would have been like that is so cool blood everywhere you know like what i can't imagine how he reacted to some of the other stuff if that the birds got him (laughs) right (laughs) i didn't watch it beyond that it was like some 15 minute long video Uh, favorite one release the kitties (laughs) (laughs) they let all the stray cats out (laughs) gouging everybody's eyes out yeah (laughs) we've We've spent the last 10 minutes just plugging TV shows. And- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should change the podcast for real to like <laughs> just us talking shit about TV shows. <laughs> we just need to do a side podcast where we just talk shit about whatever comes to our minds. Yeah. Yeah, we get rolling sometimes. We'll talk about anything. I mean, just to deconstruct that, we were talking about wolves being trained to eat people. Uh-huh. Which brought us to Game of Thrones, which brought us to Adventure Time, uh-huh. which brought us to Fiona and Cake, which brought us to Metalocalypse. Like that chain doesn't even. Add no, it's up. full circle, man. It went from <laughs> being full on metal to metal, man. It just right, like, yeah. you know, because you know? what's more metal than killing people and turning them into soap? 
All right. I mean, that is pretty metal. <laughs> Great song title. <laughs> I still People got the picture so. of Manuel pulled up here. I'm just picturing him now. Like, <laughs> right. really stirring the fat. <laughs> and, and you know the name of his band is People Soap. <clears throat> like... <laughs> I don't know. One of his nicknames, Tallow Man. That's a good name for a band. That's that a good is, one. With all the crazy, weird way for death metal writing, you can't even tell what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I guess it's not impossible that he trained wolves to kill people with them. But that's even if they're trained, could you restrain them enough to get their clothes off first? I mean, if you if you kidnap them first. And then, like, you take them somewhere. You got to have a place to really kill them, right? And do your business, right? Make your soap and all that, right? So, cottage in the wood, cabin in the wood. So, you take them there, you strip them naked, and then release the wolves on them. Once the wolves are done doing their thing, you know, make your soap. Yeah, but then that eats into the profits. And we like profits. Uh, yeah, this just, this is sounding too much like a job. That he had to yeah. kill them, undress them, then cut them up before feeding them to wolves so he got all the fat. Ah, that's a lot of work. And I'd be too worried about that the wolves would eat all the fat. Because uh, they don't care. They're going to eat everything. Yeah. yeah. That's why you'd, you'd have to take it out before. Uh, yeah. Feed them scraps. How would the uh, wolves have killed them, you know? Unless you cut the fat off before they died. I mean, where do you get the most fat? Probably from the butt. So, butt and boobs, yeah. There's a lot of cellulose down there. Cellulite. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> cellulose. Cellulose. <laughs> cellulose is in plants. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Let me make sure I'm right about that before I talk shit. <laughs> nah, that sounds right. Tommy's over thinking about old Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old Greg. <laughs> you ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> uh, I saw a TikTok the other day where this dude made a thirst trap dressed as old Greg. I'm like, oh, oh I saw that today. Did <laughs> I did. I was like, damn, we kind of hot. <laughs> I'm glad we're, we have the same algorithm because I'm like, what did I do to end up here? <laughs> I don't even have TikTok. It was like one of those things where it was like somebody sent me one. I still look at them, but then I started scrolling, and I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> he came up. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, yeah, our algorithms are definitely the same. <laughs> Gets us every time, man. Every time. <laughs> so let's say he was cursed. Manuel was cursed by a witch. What do you think he would have done to make a witch put that kind of curse what if it wasn't a curse what if it was him asking for his deformity to change you know it could have been six years old he's like i'm a freak i'm an outside kid oh so made a deal with like a crossword a crossword <laughs> a crossword puzzle deal <laughs> those are the hardest 49 deals. across yeah oh. yeah those are the hardest deals <laughs> I don't want to meet a crossword demon, <laughs> but a crossroads demon. Uh, but yeah, because there, there's always that catch. So it's like, hey, you know, we'll cure this deformity, but there will be a time later in your life. Yeah. Where, and that's why I waited till after his wife was dead. 
And maybe that's why she died. Something related to that curse. Yeah. I'll take your first true love kind of thing. That would make sense because dude does look human. And for yeah. the accounts to be like he was not recognizable as human doesn't make sense. What if what if the parents made the deal? Yeah, that, they could have. That could be it too. And they were embarrassed uh, mm-hmm. due to their stature in the community. And the way of making a deal involved him becoming a lycanthrope. It would be interesting if we could find when his parents died. And maybe that was the deal. Like, we, we don't care what happens to him after we're dead. So maybe that was the expiration of his contract. Unless he was locking himself in the basement. And, like, that's why his wife knew. And she died. And he snapped and was like, screw it. All right. So he was one of five children. Yeah, I can't I can't at least easily find anything on his parents. I have their names, Miguel Blanco and Maria Roman Santa. Well, my thing in those times, I mean, you had five kids, so you've probably dealt with the worst of what life was going to really throw at you anyways. Uh, You survived five kids. Let me put it that way. You survived (laughs) five kids. Um, Because having a kid then was a lot different than it is now. Yeah. She may have lived, they both may have lived a full life. I really, I mean, I think I'm kind of stuck on that. He went and asked for a change from that witch, and it's like, I'll give up my first true love. I really think that might have been what happened. Oh, my God, man, my back is killing me, boys. Oh, hell. I need to pop it. I think we can probably start wrapping up then, let you go and get your walker and your Aleve, whatever it is you old people do. Yeah, I got my uh, osteobiflex is what I use. Bengay. I don't. I don't use osteobiflex. <laughs> I probably should. <laughs> I saw a video of this lady that she's like holed up a, a Michelob lime or something like that, and the lady's like, "Why are you drinking? It's nine o'clock in the morning." She's like, "Well, I just took an oxycot and I need something to wash it down with." Oh. I'm like, "I fucking love old people, man." <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Because it gets to a point like. You can say whatever you want. People be like, I can't believe he said that. That's so offensive. Like, I don't give a I'm like 83. Like He's old. That's what Tom, <clears throat> Tommy's looking forward to. He's like, man, I'm ready to be offensive. Wait. <laughs> wait. He's going to be the old racist. No. He's not even racist like now. but <laughs> that's, that's his life goal. Like, I just want to be an old racist. <laughs> <laughs> He's marking the calendar days to, to what, 65? Like that's that's when it's acceptable. <laughs> All it says is old racist at the end of it. Like <laughs> All right, we've derailed. We've derailed. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, our <laughs> listeners are gonna think I'm a horrible person. Ugh. We're trying. We're trying to make you sound like a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, but if it's hard ever... to do because you're not a horrible person. <laughs> you're actually a nice guy. Uh, except for when he was in Spain killing women in the woods. Ah, true, true, true. You have to get it out s- somehow, you know. Woman hater. <laughs> what is that? A woman can read? Oh, I have to kill her. It's the devil. Uh, so let's just final thoughts. Let's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think of this one? Yeah, I'm going to take the skeptical uh, side on this one, even though I love the idea of the werewolf and all that. So I think he was insane, serial killer, 
Uh, he was kind of like a H.H. Holmes. It was more of a money thing, even though he probably didn't need it. It just found a reason to do it. And like I said, he, he would kill, get his fix in a way, and it would come back. And I believe he made it coincide with the lunar calendar, you know, with full moons and stuff like that. I do think it's possible he could have trained at least a wolf, maybe two. I like to think two just because of the two people had them kill him. So that's where I'm going to stand on. I think he was a serial killer. I think like, I'm going to just go with what I said earlier. I think um, he made that deal when he was a kid with the witch. Hey, I want, I want my genitalia back or whatever it was he wanted back and uh, gave up his first love for it. Um, I really want, I really hope that somebody in the, in the village was like, man, that was the good soap. Like, ah, where are we going to get our good soap from now? You know? And I think he was a werewolf. Um, hence the lunar calendar, because I'm assuming you never found anywhere where he was an astrologist or, or studied any kind of astronomy. So why would he have it any other, for any other reason? Right. Um, I don't think he wanted to be a killer. I think that's just kind of how the world played out for him and uh, as far as being a werewolf there was another thought that i had but it instantly left my brain Bye. um yeah that that'll probably never come back until like two days from now yeah that's what i think i think you know those thoughts i think those thoughts yeah <laughs> those are nice thoughts <laughs> all right so I'm, I'm split between two theories and one would be Pretty close to yours, Josh. So I think officially I'm going to go with the other one. Uh, I will say the only thing that I would disagree with on yours for what I would believe, I, w I don't think it was him that made the deal. I think it would have been his parents. Uh, I think they would be more willing to trade him later in life and trade mm -hmm. his first love than he would be. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think if there was a deal to be made, they made it. But since you took that theory, I'm going to, give just a crazy off the wall one. So we've, we've kind of talked about like dogmen and werewolves and things just in passing. And we know that there's connections with Sasquatches and aliens. So what if this dude was a very early experiment by the aliens trying to figure out, you know, whatever cryptid they were trying to make, be it, let's just say a dogman, And, he was just an experiment back then. Uh, he was really just heart heartbroken after his wife, and he ran into the woods. He was a perfect candidate. No one was going to miss him. He was already out in the woods, and they're like, hey, let's start experimenting, mixing wolf DNA with you, because uh, we need companions for our Sasquatches that are here. So, that's, a, that's a sound theory. He's, he's just a hybrid alien experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that would also explain something we didn't touch on too much, like what actually happened to him, why there's no records. Because yeah. they just pulled up in their spaceship and sucked him out of the prison and took off. They're like, nope, you can't have our experiment. We're, we're taking him. <laughs> yeah. And Manuel is happily alive today in the underground tunnel systems running around with the reptilians and Sasquatches. Prove it. <laughs> Pseudoscience. Nope. I can prove it because we have a special guest today, Manuel Romanzato himself. Good evening. 
So, Manuel, tell us, tell us about the last 200 years. Well, I eat a lot of fucking people. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for Manuel. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks, Manuel. If you want to see the video of Manuel coming in our podcast, <laughs> sign up for that fun. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be seeing you, Manuel. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> All right, well, thanks everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, and and putting up with our rambles on this this werewolf story. Uh, if you like what you heard, drop a review, a like, a comment, and uh, tune back in every Monday for new episodes. Uh, drop by our YouTube channel and uh, watch some cool paranormal investigations that we have coming out right now. I think we have two slated for release pretty soon. Uh, yeah, all the socials, all the TikToks, all the all the stuff except Instagram because we're still banned, which we reference every now and again. We're bitter. We're mad. But yeah, pop over. And uh, as always, these are just our thoughts. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm.